Welcome to the E6 Podcast from Colonial Church, a place for candid conversations about what our church community is learning, what is going on in the world, how it all applies to our lives as followers of Jesus. My name is Brooke, and <laughs> this is episode 52. I don't know, I was just trying to have fun with it, see how fast I could say it. I could probably do it faster than that, but... Hi, Lauren. You're just proving to the world that this is not a pre-recorded beginning. <laughs> this is not a pre-recorded beginning. You start beginning. giggling. I know. It's, I'm, this, I'm, this I've messed it up and tripped 52? over. 52? 52. 52. Yeah, we're a whole year old now, I guess. 52. That's how old I am, by yeah. the way. It's, uh, just, awesome. Just disclose that. <laughs> it's good. I, I think I'm going to shave my beard, though, because it's just so white. Like, <laughs> speaking of feeling old. Yeah. I mean, well, you I'm, do that already. You're looking you're across already... the table. <laughs> your beard's completely black. Uh, the microphone's covering some gray hairs there. <laughs> Yeah, the second time, I hesitate to say this on the airwaves, um, but the second time in maybe two or three weeks, someone told me I looked like Mike McCarthy, <laughs> the coach of the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy. And okay. I'm like, wait, the old fat guy from the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> and they're oh, like... come on. <laughs> and I, I think it's because I had a Cowboys hat on. See, but Barbara Favorite's always been right. Like, you look more like... Doug Peterson from the old Eagles coach. Former I'll, Eagles I'll take the old Eagles River. coach. Have you seen both those men? Yes. One's larger than the other. That's okay. I just want to be. The, I want to be okay. the skinnier. Guy. As long as his doctor is, you know, and he part of the conversation and he's healthy, you know. <laughs> I'm not about body shaming. No, that's Lauren. not what I meant. I'm just. Oh, I'm self conscious. So speaking of old, um, speaking of old, I uh, apparently made a whole lot of people feel old this week because I posted a picture of um of my my daughter oh i saw that uh, as i took her out for a driving lesson which was the first time we'd ever done this driving your fancy jeep too she was driving my jeep because it, it responds really well and it's nice and short and uh and i figured if she hit anything the tires were big enough that they could handle something and we were we were less likely to cause problems so we took her out for her first drive, and I thought, hey, this is cool. You know, she's doing pretty well. She was driving slow. It took her like forty-five minutes to get over twenty miles an hour, and and uh, we were just in parking lot, so it was you know it was literally here around the church, just driving around just the parking lot. Would she just love it? She had a ball. That's cool. I mean, literally, like the next, like that evening, she asked again to go all the next day. Dad, can we can we go drive? Can we go drive again? Can now, we go drive again? I was like, baby, you have you have four years. Before this, three and a half. You years. gave her a taste a little too early. I, know. I think. Well, I was just like I didn't want to. I didn't want to wait she's too 12. long. Did you say that yet? She's twelve. She's almost twelve. She's not even twelve yet. <laughs> so I may have. Uh, I may that's have, fun I may though. Have, is, oh. jumped, jumped the shark. Is wait, that, to, is that right? I think way to go, Dad. I don't know. I don't remember how old I was when I first drove my grandpa's old Scout three on the tree. If anybody knows what that means, you shift gears with this thing uh-huh. on, on the actual yeah uh, i didn't uh, know that's what it's called that's three on the tree very old way to say um that. and i didn't know what i was doing so i was driving a clutch like yeah but i'm in the country you know on on either a dirt road or or even on a wide open pasture mm-hmm. and uh i think i was 13 maybe maybe 12 so fun see but i think it i think it also depends on like what do you have access to like i remember right. driving like i i grew up in at least connected to people that had four wheelers yeah, or right. you know or whatever and or golf carts like 
like it, kids like my my kids drive a golf cart at my parents because they live in a community that has tons of golf carts yeah. and, and that's a leg up like they're yeah, yeah they're driving golf carts around for you, probably two three four years before they ever get exactly. in a car they're not know? like they're not like me that you know there's like oh, okay i guess you know i'm i got this picture of uh you know the the, the truck driver from the old <laughs> school you know your hands are like four feet, four feet and, yeah, apart. right exactly this massive <laughs> wheel that takes a long time and so anytime you want to go straight you're going back and forth all the time so i even told her i was like all right just small movements and all this. Anyway, so it was fun. That's really fun. She did. She did a really good job, and she was very safe. And was mom okay with that? No cops. Did she came find by. out about it afterwards? We had <laughs> talked. We had talked about this. Like, I don't know. I mean, we've got we've got four kids, and they're you know kind of slightly stair stepped. I just figured I didn't want to get too late into the game and uh, miss funny. miss an opportunity. So I went ahead and did it, and then I posted a picture about it, and and I didn't think about it at the time. I saw like, some comments. <laughs> <laughs> How like, old is your daughter? <laughs> people that I worked with were like, "Whoa, hang on!" You know, because like like people that I worked with in Oklahoma were like freaking out because they knew her when she was well, like. Part three. of it's because Jesse Jesse looks a little older than she. She is, does, yeah. Especially sitting in the driver's seat behind the wheel. I she, know, right? I saw that picture. She looked. She does. Look she looked older about than that, fifteen. Right. Exactly. And, I mean, it was just it was just funny because like people that um, you know I didn't I didn't tell the grandparents. You know, it's like not like I was like, okay, guys, this is what I'm gonna do. So they just find out when I did on Facebook my my sister was like my head is exploding right now i don't understand and people that we lived with and you know that we, that we live nearby and and spent time with in california were like hang on how long has it been like everybody's just kind of panicking and freaking right. out because i posted a picture of my daughter and, <laughs> and then i apparently made everyone feel old all at the same time uh, yeah. how old were your girls as you started down this process, you have you've got Abby in college, yep. who obviously is is, is driving, driving, she, and then and then yep. uh, Emily. Emily's already sixteen. She's not. She's getting her license. I think sometime next month. Okay. So she, how far how 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 far away is Rachel? Rachel is fourteen, so she'll get her permit as early as next Christmas. Will she get her permit? No, she will not. <laughs> Ab, Ab, Abby and Rachel both. Um, I'll bet a lot of families have these similar stories. Just you know, two of our girls for sure just didn't want to drive. Just weren't excited. Um, Abby didn't Which resist it, but doesn't I, make any sense. I kind of made head. it happen, and okay. I, I was the whole time. I'm like, I was chomping at the bits to drive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I was um, ready to go. But then our Emily comes along, and she just can't drive soon enough, and wants to drive. Mm. You know, so so she was the one that was early. Like I think even maybe at 14. Uh, like what you're doing early with Jesse. I had her in the parking lot and messing around, and she was like, this is the coolest thing ever. You yeah. know? But um, it, I think it just varies kid to kid. Yeah. I've, I've known parents' stories of saying, oh, in fact, my, my nephew, who's like cool, athletic, active young man, he's now in his 20s, but she said, my sister said that she could not get him to get a license. Like he just... He just didn't want to drive. Yeah. He loved getting rides with his friends. Right. He loved his girlfriend drove before him. Yeah. And she never, my, my sister just never understood it. You know, yeah. now he's an adult and he drives all the time and all stuff, but, but I just can't, <laughs> I can't relate. I mean, I could not drive soon enough. I know I've had the same conversation. Like I had a friend that I was talking to this, uh, talking to about this. Um, I don't know. I'm a couple months back. Like it wasn't like we were like, Hey, let's talk about driving. But she was telling me about her son who just, didn't care. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's like like seventeen, eighteen. It's like yeah, no, it's it's whatever. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I just didn't. I guess I don't know if I was just ready to go. Like I just I needed the freedom and well, wanted it or whatever. And, and I don't even know if it's a boy girl thing because I just told you about my nephew who didn't want to drive. I'm telling you about 
my daughter Emily who can't drive soon enough. So I I don't know. I don't know. It's just <laughs> was crazy. That was fun to see Jesse driving. I'll I'll steer clear, but of her on the road for now at, at 11. Hey, I will tell you this. She did really well. She was very calm and very patient. And I took a picture at one time and I was like, it's okay to smile. And she was like, stop, I'm concentrating. And I was like, oh, that's good. That's good. I was like, okay, so you just got to remember your job as the driver is not to be fancy. It's not to be fast, but it's to make sure that your people in your car get there alive and that the car is in one piece. That's the second thing. But first that everyone is alive. And she wanted to practice like, she was like, can I go try to park? And I was like, okay. And we didn't do so hot on parking, and we would have hit a lot of cars that were parked next to us. And your, we parked on a lot of lines. Your Jeep doesn't park automatically. It, it doesn't. Does. You know, I don't have it that fancy of a car. <laughs> you know. It is a 2015. I don't have one of those yet either. Eventually, they're all going to do that, I guess. I know. That's right. I was like, I was, I was thinking the same thing. I was trying to tell her. I was like, well, yeah, you got to learn how to do this. And, and then at some point when you take your test, like later on, you have to learn how to like parallel park. And they'll like check, you know, how did you do this or whatever. And she was like, well, what's parallel parking? And I was like, well, it's something that nobody around here does. <laughs> like, yeah, I, was true. I was trying to think, oh, where wow. do you parallel park ever here in, in say, Wichita? Very Hills? rarely downtown. Very rarely. I, but but I don't. But I, people, I would drive. I would be like, oh no, I'm gonna go over there and park. I'm yep. not gonna parallel park between. Cars. You are right. You know, after after living in Houston for so long and then Denver for so long, where we had to parallel park a lot. Obviously, yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about that. Wichita Falls. Welcome to Wichita Falls. We don't parallel park. I mean, it's literally it's like being in it's third pretty, grade, learning how to. Uh, you need to learn how to write in cursive, because never in the rest of your life will you ever write in cursive and. <laughs> That's true. I literally, it would take me a while. Like, it would take me probably a, a, a several minutes to, like, write a sentence in, in cursive because I'd have to remember, try to remember, if I can, really? how to connect all that. You don't write in cursive ever? Ever. Never, ever. You know, I journal in cursive, and I take notes in meetings in cursive. It's just because you don't want anybody else to see what you're well, saying. Well, it's not because it's not for anybody else. <laughs> it's faster. That, that's a, I, I, I write faster. But okay. I anything for other people to have to read... First of all, it's not a lot of it's typed, but I'll write in all cap okay. block letters. That's just how I print. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I write. I'm surprised to hear that. Like I write cursive in my journals all the time. I write if I'm write, taking notes at a seminar or a, from a class or something back uh-huh. in the day. I write cursive. Um, I can't imagine because printing just is so slow. Or or these days, you know, you got your laptop, you got your iPad Pro or whatever right. that you're taking notes on, but. Um, yeah, I digress. I'd okay, maybe I'm the weird one, but no, I no, don't. No, but I do think our kids I don't, don't ever, I don't think our kids write in cursive. I don't, I don't think ever they do. write in cursive. Like, yeah. it literally, was something that I learned in, I remember learning it in, like, second and third grade. Hmm. And it was like, oh, man, I can do this, and we're great. And then after, like, like it was just, I didn't take notes very well that fast, and so I just moved on. Because <laughs> after a while, nobody cares. <laughs> After technology comes along and you have to type your papers and you're not writing things. Well, now we're on scrolls, and, you know. It's yeah, like <laughs> on scrolls. <laughs> I don't know. Can uh, I have some more papyrus, please? Yeah, I need some more. Um, my my quill is out of ink. So, <laughs> uh, so at the movies is coming. At the movies. At, did you just drop that? I did. Did y'all hear that, listeners out there? At the movies, coming back, and not just coming back, but coming back with a little bit of fervor, if I might add. Like, we have... Um, Can we call it At the Movies with a Vengeance? At the Movies with a Vengeance. <laughs> I like Part that. Two. 
I like that. A T M W A V. That's a lot of letters. <laughs> um, but we we did just have we've had we've had a few planning meetings, and I, I that's on our brain. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. We had a meeting with our team. Our team is starting to to come together. Uh, uh, we had a movie selection day. Mm-hmm. Um, the details of which we are not allowed to share. <laughs> Except uh, that we walked away going, well, we didn't select all our movies, <laughs> so I guess we're gonna do this again. I guess I guess we narrowed it down to about seven, <laughs> and we which is not crazy. We're, that's no, normal. that's pretty good, and we're we're planning on four. So I know our team is meeting again later this week to finalize what our movies will be this summer. See how that goes. Uh, talk about what the build is going to look like. We mm. want to do a legit build again this year, um, and uh, I think I think with COVID and all that it has taken from us in so many ways, I am excited about at the movies with a vengeance. At the movies with a vengeance that might stick. I think uh, <laughs> I think we could probably make some some intro for at the movies. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, though. I don't know. And I and I like that. Uh, I like that our team is is uh, expanding a little bit. I feel like we've. Um, I feel like we've done a good job before, but I'm I'm glad we've got, um, you know, a couple more new voices into mm-hmm. the creative process, and uh, I'm excited to see what comes from it for sure. Yeah. So don't get too excited. That's still coming later on the year. It's still not, looking at July. It's we, not. We right, can say like, that, right? We yeah. can say we're still looking at July. A great midsummer um, deal. You know, at the doctor's office this morning, at uh, co- with a conversation with a city employee on Friday, both conversations they brought up. Oh, Colonial. Oh, you know, I've I've visited there a couple times. Both of them said this separately, and I said, "Oh, when was that? Oh, we came for your movie thing." Hmm. Um, one of them is very active in another church, so that's not who we're trying to reach. Obviously, I'm glad they came. But the other one doesn't go to church anywhere. Hmm. They're like, yeah, it's the only time I've been to church in the last several years is I came to your movie thing. So um, I, think it's, I think it's a legit outreach yeah. tool for us. For and sure. certainly is really fun for our people. Fun, fun, different teaching platform. and um, It's fun for us, too. Really fun. Really fun. Yeah, so get excited about that. We'll have that coming later this year, and uh, that'll be exciting. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, we have a fast that is starting... Tomorrow. As we are recording this, it starts tomorrow, Tuesday, February first. That's correct. We are kicking that sucker off, and thirty uh, days, thirty days, and we have the book that goes along with it. Yeah. We still have a couple left, so if anybody is looking, we still have a few of those left over, and um, uh, you could call it the office. Oh, we do we have a couple left. Out. That's good to know. Yep, we got a, we got a handful. So you know what I think is worth mentioning to, uh, depending on how many packets we have left, even if it's only a handful. If anyone wants to take an additional uh, page, uh, each packet includes one page with 15 household names on it that um, have been uh, distributed across you know all the all nine churches to pray for every family in the Wichita Falls area by name. And so, if we've got a handful of extra packets at by any means, we uh, what I'm trying to say is we'd love to have that picked up. If you want to grab another page. Let us know. Call the office. Email us. Say, would you? We could even take a picture of it and send it to you, um, or email it to you. Um, but would love to make sure we're just covering every household in the city in prayer. That took it way longer to say than it should have. But I think you know what <laughs> I mean. If you'd like an extra list of <laughs> names, <Golly. laughs> somebody in the last year said I too, told me I used too many words, uh-huh. and and they did not mean it 
at remotely is a compliment. And I'm, I'm like hearing myself use too many words in a lot of, <laughs> lot of different conversations. Uh, but it's like, once you get in the middle of it, it's like, I can't stop. I can't backtrack. And absolutely, you know, then you'd have to literally be like, well, I need to fix that. So <laughs> if you'd like some more, come and get some. But see, I'm looking across, we're in our, our little fancy podcast recording room and I'm looking across at you and your eyes are glazing over and I just hear you saying land the plane I have stopped listening land the plane Move Lauren uh, you okay. can send your your feedback about my too many words <laughs> to to bjames at <laughs> yes, thank you thank you for that we all know you don't need to email uh, but yes, if you would like some more of those, call the office, send us an email, um, reach out in in whatever way. Come by the office, and we'll give you we'll give you as many as you'd like there, and uh, that way we can make sure that we're still trying to hit our goal of as yes. the nine churches coming together, praying for every household in Wichita Falls. So we have some of those left over. Come and get some. Let us know you want some. We'll bring them this weekend as well, yep. and uh, and those will be there. And just in case, if you if you're still missing one, or your spouse needs one, or yep. you've got a neighbor that's like, oh, that's really cool. I want one of those. We do have a handful, so you can uh, you can hop on the app and um, and grab one, or you can call the office and we can we'll figure it all out. And and I would uh, I have two quick thoughts. One, the packet does include a the blue book, which is a 30 day prayer guide. So. Yep. Yeah, that that's a great reason by itself to get that packet. Okay, so let's say let's say um, I don't remember if we talked about this before, but we're starting tomorrow, and let's say somebody joins the church this weekend. They come uh, for the first time. It's too late, bro. Bummer, man. <laughs> what do you say to somebody who didn't even know this existed? Packets or pretend if, packets are all gone. What do they do for the fast and the prayer if the, for the month? Well, two things. If we still have any packets. It's not, I would say jump in halfway through, jump in, you know, a third of the way through. It's, this is not a legalistic. But it won't be 30 days. All or nothing. No, no, Brooke. No, I know I <laughs> joked about it being too late, but by all means, it's never too late to, to step in. What if the last week was their only experience? Because mm. they're newer to our community. They're newer to the, to, to getting on, on the, on the bus with us. Um, I think that's still potentially a great, great experience, great blessing. Um, now, if we don't have any packets left, that's a great question, uh, Brooke. Um, I think if they are serious, I think the best thing that anyone could do is is sit down with someone who's going through it, whether that's one of us as pastors, as, as leaders here at the church, or it's one of their friends they already have in their group or in their in their sphere of, of doing life together, and just say, hey, how do I get to experience this with y'all? Can you help me? That person might share materials with you, you know, here, here, let me make some copies or take some pictures of my book or, you know, the next week's pages or, or just even, you know, over a meal or over a drink just to sit down and go, what is, what does this look like for you? What does this fasting experience look like for you? What is this, uh, daily rhythm you're stepping into and how can I maybe experience that? I think the challenge is if we don't have packets and you weren't part of the setup, it's a little harder, but, um, Man, like everything else, if if somebody wants to jump in and be a part of it, I think we bend over backwards to to try to help them. That's my two cents. Yeah, and I mean, it's prayer and fasting that just because you don't have the book doesn't mean right. that you can't. There, there's do the it. way we're doing it, or the ways we're talking about doing it, or recommend. It's not the only way. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Brooke? Put mm. put you on the spot. Do it. For us, recording on a Monday, yep. on the thirty first of January, yeah. starts tomorrow. Uh-huh. What's this going to look like for you? I, 
before before you say anything, I I realize that we're not asking everybody to tell everybody what they're doing, and and I I joked purposefully, hey, let's not post it on Facebook and say, look at me, look how spiritual I am. I'm going to be vlogging for right. the next 30 straight days. Exactly. But I do think, because we, and we talked about this before we recorded, so I'm not surprising Brooke here. <laughs> I do think for the purpose of our podcast and for, for coming from the perspective of pastors and leaders here at Colonial, we want to be open. We want to be transparent yeah. and, and let you know, this is what we're doing. This is kind of what we're, for accountability reasons, as well as, hey, I want to model diving in. Um, so I hope you, I hope you trust our hearts, uh, listeners out there that we're not saying, look how spiritual we are. We're, we're literally sharing out loud because we want, we want you to have just one more example, uh, to, to consider one more, one more perspective. Oh, that's what they're leaning into. Yeah. So having said all that with too many words, Brooke, (laughs) What do you, what's it, what's it looking like starting tomorrow for you? Uh, you know, I tried, so I, I, I tried starting going back and saying, okay, well, what have I done in the past? And I've done the, you know, as we talked about last week, the soul fast and some of those things where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to get rid of social media or whatever. And last year, um, last year I, I, uh, I got rid of all my audiobooks. Like it took me a while to remember what did I do? And so I listened to, I listened to a lot of, a lot of podcasts and, and audiobooks and things like that. And so for the month of, uh, for the month of February, or I guess January. Um, you talking about last year? Yeah, last year. Um, whichever month we did it in, whatever the 30 I days was. I think we was. did the first 21 days of January okay. last, last year. Yeah. So that, so that was what, what I did was, okay, well, instead of filling my head with these, these books and stuff that I'm listening to, regardless of what the topics were or whatever, I was just like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take that time and listen to uh, Scripture audio, um, whatever. And so fill the space, um, differently rather than, than listening to things. And so, and so I felt like this year kind of going into it, like I, I've, I've done some of these other things and I felt like it was time to say, okay, well, let's, let's really, let's really give this a, a solid attempt. And, um, not because I'm trying to check the box or, or anything like that, but just like, man, you know what, if this is what we're asking people to do, then there's no reason I shouldn't be trying to do this as well. And, um, so as I intermittent fast all the time anyway, um, I am, uh, I'm going to, uh, try to do this for 30 days and not do lunch and spend my lunch hour doing, um, mm. you know, read the book or, or, or whatever. And, um, even trying to focus like, okay, well, what, what, what stuff am I listening to at the time music wise or, um, what audiobooks am I listening to while I'm driving around or, uh, you know, doing work around the house or, or whatever. So, uh, I think that's, that's my, that's my plan going into tomorrow is that, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to eliminate one, which is, which is rather significant for me because I only have two meals a day anyway. So to remove one of those, I think will be, a um, does a that, tough step. Does that mean you're going to one meal a day? Yeah. So in all seriousness, um, any thoughts from your doctor or, or any, I know that your dad is a MD, uh-huh. um, or anybody else. Have you, have you asked them, run that by them just to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, uh, or at least not going to have any long-term negative impact or, um, I, I haven't, um, I've had other conversations, um, surrounding the fasting stuff, okay. um, because this is not a, a new thing in it's my, totally I mean, I, I've you. been doing, yeah. I've been doing, you know, 16 hours of fasting daily 
for a year now, so or or maybe a little bit longer than that. But um, so I, I know I know where my health is. I actually had a doctor's appointment last week, and we talked through some stuff. I didn't okay. I didn't straight up ask, can I do this? Um, and uh, just, I say that partly for our listeners because yeah, yeah. I, I don't want anybody well, to do anything right. whimsically without for sure leaning into. But that's why that's why for me expert. knowing knowing where I am health wise. Yeah helps me in that in right. the conversation. That's true. Knowing that I've had these conversations for yeah. a year or so now. You take good care of yourself. I can, you, you I can know you drink a lot of water. I do, you, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So those kinds of things will help. And and there's always, you know, I've thought about maybe um, you know, if if this is just really difficult for me or or I get to a place where it's like, man, I'm I'm just not getting enough throughout the day, then there are other things, electrolyte drinks or um, you know, broth or whatever, like doing maybe maybe doing something liquid instead on uh, at lunch rather than. Um, but I also don't want to go like I don't I, I've I've had it explained before. There's like yeah no it's it's a liquid so whatever that liquid, as long as it's in liquid form. And I was like, well, that, that kind of feels like I'm cheating. So it's like, I'm not just going to go drink spaghetti I'm sauce. just going to go blend everything. Applesauce <laughs> or, you know, whatever. It's like, I'm getting everything anyway. But uh, so What did you have for lunch? I had a blended ribeye. <laughs> that's right. I got my Happy Meal in a blender. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's that's my... I like it. That's what I'm doing. You, I like it. What are you guys thinking? Well, uh, one other comment on, on you, and then I'll, I'll share. I, I like that... Uh, is another element we talked about the last couple of weeks is um, re- what you're going to replace it with. Like you mentioned, yeah. ins- instead of having lunch, I'm going to you know maybe read the the daily prayer guide, or mm-hmm. I'm going to um, you know do something else intentional with that time. I think that's important. Um, uh, Carrie and I are on the same page. I-, I won't speak for her, although it's been good to to talk that through as a couple. Uh, but I'll just share. Uh, what I'm doing, two things. I I really felt convicted this past week. Just the the times I sat down and really tried to think it through and process out loud with Carrie uh, that I should do uh, something related to food and and something else, um, as the book calls it, a soul fast. Something mm-hmm. else that's not food that that I just want to deny myself of and and then replace that with something that would just draw me closer to the Lord and. So on food, um, I am for the month of February and the first couple days of March, our 30 day period, I am only eating between 12 and seven. So, um, you could call that intermittent fasting. Um, but that's not, that's not that hard for me because I don't eat much before noon anyway. I'm Mm. not a good breakfast eater, even though I love breakfast. I just, I'm (laughs) lazy and I'm on the go. Um, but it will be a good self-denial as I at least two or three times a week meet people in the mornings and we'll have breakfast together, things like that. And it'll just be a time to deny myself and, and to know why I'm doing it and to focus earlier in the day on the Lord. And, and then the other side of it is, um, I am, uh, an evening grazer. (laughs) (laughs) I am an evening snacker and I think it's going to be really, uh, challenging and good for me to have to consistently say, Nope, I'm not doing that. And Mm -hmm. to think back as to why and to replace those evening times with, um, just a little bit of prayer time, 
Um, and then couple that with, with the soul fast element. Um, I'm going no TV for 30 days, no TV, which, um, for some people out there, that's like no big deal. Like I don't watch TV anyway. Yeah. Um, I have shared this publicly. (laughs) I, I watch too much sports on TV, first of all. And because of our DVR, we still have a DVR. I know a lot of people don't do that anymore, but, um, I, it's good for my marriage. It's good for me as a dad. I don't watch TV during the day, but it's it's because I record, you know, Sports Center or I record a basketball game or I, I on the weekend I record like la- yesterday I recorded a couple of the NFL playoff games and and I'll I'll stay up too late watching them or I'll um, or I'll watch them in one room and my wife is in the other room and so I'm just convicted if I can just lose that habit. And, and replace that time in the evenings where I am reading, um, where I am journaling, um, where I'm spending time with my wife or kids. So I'm excited about that rhythm of no TV for a month. I thought, I thought about no sports and then I thought, you know what, then I'm just going to replace my sports watching with watching a stupid TV show, you know? So I just said, let's, let's just go for it. No TV. And my wife is really excited about it and supportive. <laughs> and, um, and thankfully, my kids don't watch much TV. So I don't think, thinking about how that affects my family or the household. Yeah. Um, now, if I, we agreed that it's all about the spirit behind it. Like, yeah. it's not like, okay, now I can watch, I can't, now I can watch something on my phone and that's okay. Cause it's not, cause it's not my TV. Yeah, that's just dumb. We're not doing that. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, that's where I'm, I'm coming from. Okay. I was curious if in, in your situation specifically, and this is totally a what if, so you could say, Oh, it doesn't apply. So I know where you're going. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where am I going? Super Bowl. Uh huh. Yeah. What about it? Uh, like our group is resuming meeting on Sunday nights. Right. As of this Sunday, this coming Sunday, this which is a week before the Super Bowl, I am fully anticipating a big Super Bowl bash. Yeah. And if it's not that group that we're a part of, it's it's other Somebody. friends, you know. And uh, I haven't really made a decision, but um, the spirit behind this is I'm not going. I, I hope people even heard me teach a little bit about this. I'm not going to let this negatively impact and uh, other people. Mm-hmm. Um, now if, if it minor, if it's a minor impact, that's not a big deal, but like for our group that doesn't get together enough anyway, and is so busy and scattered. If, if we all got together for the Super Bowl party, I'm going now I'm going to focus on the, the half of the crowd. That's not going to watch the game anyway and laugh and talk and maybe play a board game. And, um, and if I, you know, happen to see a funny commercial cause everybody's pointing to it, I, I'm not going to, you know, not going to, uh, whip myself, you know, with whatever, whatever <laughs> you can flog the, yourself, flog myself <laughs> that I'm disobeying, but I'm not going to watch the game. Uh, thank God the Cowboys are playing. I, that's or, what, that was my next question. So if the Cowboys had made it to the Super Bowl, how would that have affected your decision? Do you think? Oof. You would know you, what? I, would you have said, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Think God's calling me to that. I don't know. That's a fair <laughs> question. I would like to think that that would have no that bearing. It wouldn't. And if anything, I would like to think, no, okay, Lord, you want this to be hard, you know? But oh my goodness, I I hadn't thought that I hadn't thought that through. Um yeah, it does help that I don't care about the Rams or the or the uh <laughs> the Bengals. The Bengals, yeah. But 
That's a great question. Mm. You know what? What really does hit home for me though is is all ser- in all seriousness is I love college basketball, and I watch uh, two Baylor basketball games a week. They usually play twice a week. Sometimes they've played three, and I record them. I watch them. Uh, we won the national championship last year. We're in the top five or six, even though we lost this past weekend. Right now, I love college basketball, and so I, I'm not unaware that I'm just. You yeah. know, in March, I'm going to watch March Madness, and I'm not going to know my team nearly as well, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to have seen the last, you know, uh-huh. ten games. And are you going to? I think it would be okay. Are you going to DVR all of those games and starting March first, uh, watch them all? I doubt it. I, I don't. I'm not I, saying that's I, a bad thing. I'm no, just I, I, you're really going to the weeds here. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, so to save you during a fast like this, like I said, I'm gonna, I'm to gonna save me. Yeah, that's right. Let's get you out of this <laughs> floundering. Uh, during a fast like this, yes, I talked about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be more intentional with like the audiobooks and stuff that I listen to, or listening to scripture, or um, the music that I listen to. What is your like go to? Like, what do you listen to in this kind of um, month? What do I listen to specifically? Yeah. Uh, you threw me off because I thought you were going to say, "What are you just going to lean heavily into?" And and I'm thinking more, much more about reading. Okay. Um, you're an audiobook guy. I'm a, yeah, that's true. I'm a sit down and hold the book in my hand guy. So what are you going to read then? Uh, well, I have at least other than your blue book, I have at least two or three books that I have been wanting to read that I just have put off. Um, we're going to look at. I can go ahead and say this. We're going to look at uh, David. Uh, King David in the Old Testament, and we're going to study a little bit uh, about just the uh, the man after God's own heart, as he was referred to, uh, and his life and his decision making and his character. And I really hope that's going to be a helpful thing coming up after our our month of fasting. Um, and I've got two books on David that I one of one of which I read years ago, the other one I've never read. And I want to read both of them. I'm really excited about those books. Do you want to know what they are, or are you just asking? No, I was just curious. Yeah. I mean, you're welcome to share. It. One, one's, by, one's an old book by Chuck Swindoll. Okay. Um, and he did several books on different biblical people. Um, I've read that before years ago, but I want to reread that. And then there's a book by Eugene Peterson, um, Leap Over a Wall, it's entitled. And mm-hmm. it's all about... David and it's it's just several friends have said it's incredible and so I'm real I'm a big Peterson fan so I'm looking forward to reading that um there's a leadership book I would like to read but what I think less than that leadership book I think I think I just feel convicted to spend some more time just reading scripture mm-hmm. and and also my journaling discipline that I, I I lean into off and on it ebbs and flows in my life I think this is a great month to to get really disciplined and see if I can kind of regain a rhythm of doing a little bit of that every day um, instead of I'll journal for four or five pages, you know, once every six or eight weeks as it is now. So um, that's what I want to lean into. I listening to I I don't listen to stuff as nearly as much as you do. I do have a couple podcasts I I try to listen to fairly regularly, but I don't spend as much time in my car. Mm. When I used to live in the cities, Denver yeah. and Houston, especially Denver, the last seven years before moving here, I listened to podcasts all the time because I'd be in the car for hour and a half, two, two and a half hours a day, just driving to different things. Um, 
I just don't. Wichita Falls, everything's eight to twelve minutes. You Close, know, yeah. If I listen to a podcast, it's a teaser. I'm just like, oh, that's just started getting good. I'm here. <laughs> you oh, know, that's so fair. I don't know. I don't. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'll start. Maybe I'll do a little more of that because I'm I'm not watching TV. Hmm. But uh, I don't know. Well, and not watching TV probably would open up a lot more time to be able to read. That's uh, my hope. You know, that's my hope. Unless you're spending more time with the family, like playing games and things like that. So what yeah. we do a lot is like, all right, we're not going to do any electronics or TV or right. anything tonight. We're just going to play some games. And yeah. So we try to do that. But all right. So last week we talked about um, practical ways to do this. And we talked about starting off, like, how do you fast? Um, if you've never done this before, starting small. How do you do this with kids? And uh, and one of our listeners sent in a question um, after we released the podcast last week, and um, and just wanted to uh, to touch on this before we um, before we go on. It says um, uh, several of our pastors have are are younger, have younger kids. Could you address the empty nesters or the grandparents or maybe just older folks? who uh, maybe don't have family around or don't have community, um, but still want to be a part of this, um, what could that look like for, for somebody in that scenario? As far as the fast goes, as far as doing this, and maybe not having um, as much built-in community due to family or kids in their house or uh, living nearby um, family. Well, forgive me. I think, you're, I, th- I, think I hear there are a couple different questions or issues here here being presented one is if you don't have other people to do this with in general um if you're single if you're an empty nester or or maybe for some of us you know you're you're excited about it but your spouse is not stepping into Mm -hmm. it i don't think that's probably an uncommon situation i would say unfortunately you know that's just probably reality for some people um how do you lean into this i think that's you know, using the language of the teaching from yesterday, that you still have the ample opportunity to have a, a personal experience. Uh, you're going to miss out on on the shared, the corporate experience to some degree. Um, that's the question I think there is. How, okay, I've got the personal mm-hmm. opportunity. I know I can read this 30 day prayer guide. I know I can spend some some time personally reflecting, and whether it's reading or journaling or going on prayer walks or replacing those meals or those things with, so, so the personal experience opportunity is there for every one of us. Right. I think I hear this question, Hey, we don't have a larger family to do it with. We're not in a small group here at the church. Um, or I'm newer to the church. I don't know people. We don't have community to do this with. Right. Um, I think you're hitting it on the head that you're, you're going to miss out a little bit on the corporate shared experience. And that's where, uh, so this question asker may not want to hear this, but especially in our COVID scattered, uh, era we're in, can we call it an era now? <laughs> <laughs> Feels like it. Um, I, I think you need to, re- we've got multiple groups. I think we've got 15, 16, 17 groups right now, maybe more than that in our church that all have open invitations. I think we, I think a couple of them may be closed for different reasons, but almost all of our groups are meeting regularly. Again, starting this week, uh, my group, for example, on Sunday nights, we'd love, I, I would say this, somebody out there who just doesn't have a group of people to do this with, join our group on a Sunday night. We're getting together this Sunday night at, at one of our, at our leader's house. And I, there's an open invitation. We've got room for at least three or four couples or individuals 
Uh, and there's other groups that meet on different nights, different times of the week that I would say this is a great excuse to go, okay, we, we have the personal, but we want, we want the bigger experience. We want the corporate shared experience. Yeah. Um, it, it, it sounds so redundant here at Colonial, but it's because we believe that it's helpful. Find a group. Show some initiative, I would say, in a, in a direct, challenging way. Don't wait for somebody to call you and invite you. Say, can we come? Yeah. Can, we, can we just check you out? You may go once and go in your car on the way home going, I don't like those people. <laughs> See that guy? He didn't even watch the Super Bowl. It was weird. <laughs> All right. Let's try a different group. I don't know. But that's the first thing I would say. The other thing that, that maybe is less helpful is um, when we say, hey, this is how you should do it with your kids. Hey, this is how you should involve your family. The appendix in the back of the yellow book in the packet talks a little bit about that as well. That's, that's for the people who can have kind of another layer of involving their kids, teaching their kids, letting their kids even at the very least know just by watching their parents what's going on and why. Um, that's not for everybody. We're not all supposed to do this sure. as family. I mean, I think about some of our younger single people in our church. Um, that's just... Unfortunately, that's just one more time they hear us talking about family or talking about parenting, and they just have to go, eh, it's not for me, you know? It's like almost like kids are an extra challenge. It's an extra challenge. This. Yeah. It's not a miss—you're not missing out if you don't get to share that with your kids because you're, you're an empty nester. Uh, frankly, you're, you're missing out on an extra challenge, maybe, you know? Um, so I don't know if that's helpful. Uh, I, feel, I feel like I'm listening to myself. I don't know if that's that encouraging or helpful. The one thing I would say— redundantly. Oh, you're missing out on a shared corporate experience. Jump on one of our groups. We've, we've got a lot of opportunities for people to step into different groups and, and be able to process what they're experiencing and uh, get different perspectives from other people on what they're, what they're doing with their prayer and fasting. Well, and I think, I think a lot of it, you know, when you, we talk about being new to fasting, um, or, or talking to your doctor that, that, that some of those things, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that, that because you're older, um, you have more experience and you've already done this, you know, those things still apply, you know, you still should talk to your doctor before you, you do this kind of thing. And, and as you said, you know, getting into a group or being in a group can provide some of that extra, that level of corporate, um, corporate fasting and that corporate experience, um, you know, and not to assume, but again, you know, if you've never done this before, start small. Like we, we talked about that last week, you know, it doesn't mean that our, our, you have to start as small as maybe we, when we talked about the kids doing it once a week or something, but you know, starting right. small is a, is a good thing. You know, Absolutely. you and I have a little bit more experience doing this and just being here at Colonial for a while. Um, a lot of people have done this more. And so that's like, for me, that's why I'm going to challenge myself to say, okay, well, let's, let's sacrifice something a little bit more difficult than, um, than I've done in the past. You know what? I'm, I'm glad you said that, Brooke, because I'm, I'm listening to both of us, um, who have done some of this before, uh, may, maybe even mention something that that's a little bigger than what some of our listeners should do. I, I'm glad you brought us back to starting small is, is a good thing. And if you're out there going, Whoa, no lunch for 30 days. Huh. Whoa, no TV. Like, um, I don't think that's that crazy hard, but at the same time, uh, set yourself up for a positive experience. And I, I really do think if it's, it's one day a week, 
of liquids only or it's one meal a week because you've never done that before mm-hmm. and you do that for four weeks I think that's a I think that's a positive first step I, I really, think I really I, do I think it gets back to um, we've talked about this before expecting someone to be at the same place in your journey as where you are you know um, that that we're all on a different journey and sure it may be a shared journey of following Christ but that doesn't mean that we're all in the same place so if you got somebody in front of you that you're that you're looking towards or somebody behind you that you're trying to bring along with you assuming that everybody is 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 um, experiencing things in the same place as you are um, I think just kind of sets us up to butt heads and and trip over each other and so so yeah I don't I don't expect that that everybody everybody is going to experience fasting in the same way I do you know just as like we've talked about I've I have some intermittent fasting that I do every day so that already just creates some different things my wife is having some medical issues that create some different things and so to assume that um, anybody else would be in the same place and should do it like me would be a fault on my part and so yeah, that's a good word um, you know I, I, take take it take your time if you're if you're new to this and you've never done it before take your time like try it. Let's just, you know, maybe you do it for a week and say, whew, that was, that was tough. Maybe you do it for another week, a week later, you know? And so instead of 30 straight days of trying to deny yourself of something that you've never done before, you did it for a handful of days or half the time or spread it out throughout, you right. know? Um, so I think that would be good. But, well, I, we are, we, we are running short on time, but, um, I just wanted to to give you a minute to touch on the 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 lost sheep versus the ninety nine um, in, in that you that you talked about and and um, I, I love the, uh, the 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 seek and save the lost reference back to uh, the the Thailand soccer team. Um, I thought that was great. I actually had a a post that I posted just because that's what I was thinking at the time, and it had like almost like a thousand reposts it like went viral as far as i go because it's crazy but it was just like the whole world was paying attention to just this and and it's it's almost like it takes us it takes us something that's drastic to get us to all pay attention to the same thing right um but but i I loved the just the (laughs) the sheep don't rebel they just kind of wander off and how many of our how many of our times in our lives are we just like oh i didn't mean to get here but here i am yeah and and that that doesn't change you know that 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 god that that our shepherd jesus is still like no no i'm 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 coming for you yeah i'll be there i'm there i i confess if if i can jump away from that for a second i confess that the last of the three stories the 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 prodigal son um which which dominates Luke chapter fifteen. It's way more verses than the other two stories he told. I I'm just such a I'm such a fan of that story. It 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 has captured my heart so much over the years. Like probably a lot of people, um, that I haven't given these first two stories of the lost sheep and the lost coin nearly the attention. Hmm. Um, and so, can I just be honest? Even preparing for this past weekend, it was a gift to me. Just, I can't relate in this season to the prodigal son like I could in my teens and 20s. I was the prodigal son in a lot of ways. Um, I, I'm jumping way ahead. I can relate to the elder brother in that story a lot more now. Um, but back to the lost sheep, man, it just hit me between the eyes. Like, that's all of us. Like, that's, yeah. I really am convicted. This is not about 
lostness as in not being a Christian, as in not knowing Jesus. This is, this is us, his people, uh, his flock, who still in different seasons of life find ourselves, wow, we, we have wandered off. Wow, we have, and, and worst, worst case, it's frog in the kettle. It's like, mm-hmm. how did we get here? I didn't even feel the, the water getting hotter. I didn't even, I, I, I didn't even realize these, these new habits that have formed or these habits that have been lost. Or um, I was talking to a doctor today um, that I won't name that uh, he just was real honest with me because he was seeing a patient who's a pastor. He's like, you know, I haven't found a church in a while. Mm-hmm. And, and he just confessed, and it's been years. And I could almost hear it in his voice, maybe because I just read that story in scripture, that he's like, he's not even sure how he got there, you know? Yeah. He went to church a lot and was actively involved in Christian community, and he is a believer. and uh, And yet, he just acknowledged, "I just not just because the pandemic; it started before that." He just kind of drifted off. I think that's a lot of our stories. To finish with where you landed it, but the good news is, God noticed. God's coming after us. It's amazing how we can be so lost and wandered off and not even realize that he has still been pursuing us in so many gracious ways. Um, I think about the way it also is like a, a call up, if you will, you know, I don't know how many times in life it's like, man, if I had like a 99%, I got that much and I lost one man, I got 99 though. Yeah. You know, and it's, that's still, you know, it's the, the it, mm. what was the, what was, I think it was uh, 15 one. I think it was the first verse that was the tax collectors and other notorious. notorious yeah. They are more than famous, the infamous yeah. uh, sinners that, uh, that, that still came and listened to Jesus, that those <clears> are the ones that he was out there chasing. And um, what does he say? It's, uh, you know, it's, it's not the, it's not the, the healthy that need a doctor. It's the sick. sick and, yeah. And, um, and so t- even, even a call up to realize that those are the people that, we're supposed to be bringing into yeah. um, into what we're doing to, to in, and not just in the in the um, evangelistic sense, but bringing into our community and yeah. and uh, and reaching out to the you know the marginalized and the ignored yep. and the eh, well, if we lost that one, well, at least we got you know at least we got the rest. And it's like no, nah, Jesus is saying no. I'm I'm going after that one. Yep, absolutely. By the way, you just said marginalized. You just triggered like 18 people listening on our podcast. Hmm. Um, trigger words. I have a, I have a list of trigger words <laughs> I'm keeping in my them. brain, <laughs> but you said it well, Brooke, is that I think that it's not just evangelism. Uh, if you, if you want to use that word to say sharing the gospel, sharing the good news with people, um, in a lot of ways, it starts with inviting into community. Uh, I think a lot of people come to know the great shepherd, come to, to know his love, his mercy, his forgiveness, come to find life in him after they find community, people Mm. who care about them, people who listen to them, people who invite them into their busyness. And, uh, I think that's the call up I hear is, um, man, Jesus was so attractive to those people, all kinds of people. And it, it really is a call up to us. Are we, are we doing the things that 
are attractive to people, the way we love and the, our kindness and our generosity and our invitation into these groups. I just mentioned it. Like, are we actually, man, how many people are in these groups, these small tribes as a part of colonial that, that don't want new people to come? Yeah. God forbid. I hope that's not true, but it's the human condition. Yeah. You know, versus, Hey, let's make this thing a little messier. Let's invite these people into our private jokes. Which I would, you know, I mean, I think one could argue that that is part of evangelism. It's it's central. I know I didn't mean to separate it, probably like I did, but I think in our heads we separate it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. and we shouldn't. It's not just the good news and words, uh, the truth that the people need to hear. It's it's the kindness and acceptance and grace that we we let ooze out of us, yeah. you know. So, all right. Well, we got to wrap this thing up. Next week, we are looking at this Sunday. As, as is that what you're saying? Yes. So yeah, obviously, the fast starts. Spoiler: tomorrow, uh, Read Luke 15. Uh, I think reading all of it, including the story we just read already, including the the story, the prodigal son that dominates the chapter that we'll talk about the following week. Uh, but uh, read all of Luke 15 this week, and uh, and be ready just to to worship together and celebrate one almost one full week under our belts of our 30 days of prayer and fasting um and uh a little spoiler uh we've got a couple more stories that we want to share on sunday mornings this month uh, we've mentioned we want to be more and more of a storytelling culture so look forward to hearing just not from pastor lauren or somebody else <laughs> you know on stage with a mic but actually hearing uh, from some of our people um, that this is how I see God moving in my life. This is what he's done and what he's doing. And so there's, there's several things to look forward to sharing and, and our experience together. Hey, we haven't mentioned snowstorm coming. Who knows what Wednesday, Thursday is going to look like our, our rooted and our other groups kicking off. We will definitely over communicate, uh, probably the day of on Wednesday based on weather. Um, we didn't even get into some fun talk about how Wichita falls. We're just not, we're not, big snow. we're not the city that's ready for <laughs> even just two or three inches of snow. We just don't have the, the normal sea yeah. of that. Yeah, growing you know? up in Oklahoma there, I remember that there was one that was really bad and we were snowed in for like three days, but we had to borrow vehicles from Kansas to be able to deal with the snow in Oklahoma. Cause it was just like, we don't know what to do now. Absolutely. So this week will be interesting, but kicking off the fast. Hope you guys are all excited about that in uh, in your own ways and um, are uh, are diving into it. So we're excited and we'll get into it. But this is the E6 podcast from Colonial Church. You can always get more information about Colonial at colonialchurch.com or from our app, the App Store, Google Play Store. We love to hear your questions or your feedback, your comments and all that. So you can send us an email, podcast at colonialchurch.com. You can submit questions through the app as well. We appreciate you listening, and we will pause our conversation and pick it up again next week.